0: SNAP production. Hello, and you are very welcome to another episode of Heart, huh? Science Explained, with me, Claire Kenyon, a science journalist with Cosmos Magazine. Each week, twice a week, we answer life's questions, big or small. And today we are focusing on lightning. What exactly is that flash? Where does it happen? What are the odds of it hitting me? And can we untangle the shocking myths from the dazzling truths? Australia, like the rest of the Southern Hemisphere, is approaching the warmer months of spring and summer. And with that comes more than just hot weather. We're talking thunderstorms, and more specifically, lightning. Globally, there are between 40 and 100 lightning strikes every second. That's almost 10 million strikes a day and a couple of billion a year. So, for something that's so common, how much do we actually know about it? Okay, before we charge off answering these questions, let's have a little lightning refresher. Convection 101. Hot air rises and cool air falls. The atmosphere becomes unstable when warm air rises quickly and sits underneath much colder air, forming big cumulonimbus clouds, which can have some seriously cool shapes. Inside these clouds, water in the rising warm air rapidly freezes, creating ice. Scientists haven't nailed exactly what happens within the cloud to produce lightning, but broadly the ice falls within the cloud as hail, rubbing against smaller charged ice crystals on its way down and stealing some negative charge. These congregate near the bottom of the cloud, while the positively charged, lighter ice crystals collect towards the top, creating charge buildups. When the charge builds up so much that the insulating ability of air, that is, the ability of air to not let electrical currents through, breaks down, the energy is released, either within the cloud or from cloud to ground. And hey presto, lightning. Thunder only happens when it's raining. Well, no. When I worked as a geologist at a gold mine in the centre of Western Australia, I heard plenty of thunder and saw plenty of lightning, unaccompanied by rain. But lightning has always happened when there's thunder. The energy that flows in lightning is actually mind-boggling. On average, around 5 billion joules is released. That's enough to power a 10-watt LED globe for over 15 years. This can heat the air up to around 30,000 degrees Celsius, enough to make it explode. And the super-hot air expands rapidly into the air around it. That pressure wave is what causes the thunderclap we hear. If you fancy riding the lightning bolt down into a many-forked rabbit hole, look up types of lightning on your favourite internet search provider and discover a whole world of crazy-sounding phenomena such as elves, red sprites, sheet, ribbon and bead lightning, blue jets, crawlers and even something called a bolt from the blue, which is, yep, you guessed it, lightning striking the ground so far away from its parent thunderstorm that it looks like it's coming from a clear blue sky. But what exactly does lightning season mean? And what does location have to do with it? So now we know that the formation of lightning requires ice. And that needs, yes, water carried by rising warm cloud. So thunderstorms form most often in areas and times in the year where rising warm air is carrying lots of moisture. This is why they're particularly prevalent in tropical areas like Darwin in the Northern Territory and the Kimberley region of Western Australia and far less common in cooler, drier, more temperate areas, such as Tasmania, for instance. Having lived in a house in the suburbs of Melbourne for most of my life and experienced an exploding light globe when said house was struck by lightning, I can tell you they can happen anywhere. The Kimberley and Australia's top end take the Australian award for lightning hotspots, especially in the wet season. Worldwide, Kampala in Uganda streaks past the competition with around 280 thunderstorm days a year. So, cloud-to-ground lightning is a pretty common occurrence. I bet you're sitting there thinking, what are the odds of it being cloud-to-me lightning? Obviously, it's going to depend on whether you're standing on a rock in the Kimberley in the wet season waving a big metal stick or safely tucked into a little bed in suburban Melbourne. Although clearly the lightning tried to come get me anyway. Across Australia, there are between 5 and 10 deaths from lightning strikes every year and more than 100 injuries. It's hard to know the exact number as they aren't officially recorded by our weather bureau or bureau of statistics. That's a fatality chance of between 1 in 4 million and 1 in 2 million. To put that in perspective, us Australians are 10 to 20 times less likely to win the lottery and at least twice as likely to be bitten by a shark, though much less likely to die. Only one or two people die on average in Australia from snake bites per year, and since effective anti-venom for redback spiders was introduced in 1956, There have been no confirmed deaths from spider bites. Here are some more stunning facts and not-so-dazzling myths. Can lightning and thunder tell you the distance to the storm? Yes, because light and sound travel at different speeds. Start counting the seconds when you see the lightning flash, and stop when you hear the thunder. Divide that number by three for the distance away in kilometres. Should we not stand under a tree because we're a better conductor than the tree? Uh, That's kind of false. Current can jump, but it's rare. Trees are often taller than other things in the area, so are more likely to be struck, and the lightning can superheat fluids like sap in the tree, making them explode outwards. Currents in the ground, though, probably cause the majority of deaths and injuries rather than direct strikes. In fact, ground currents are also likely responsible for many of the hundreds of lightning-related livestock deaths in Australia per year. Am I safe in a car because the rubber tyres are insulating? Uh, that's a total myth. You are safe inside a car, but it's the metal frame of the car that saves you by carrying the lightning's energy around you to where it's trying to go, the ground. Just close your windows, don't touch anything, especially don't touch metal, and wait for the storm to pass. Sorry if you're in a convertible, this won't work for you. Should we avoid corded phones in a storm? Definitely. This is one of the more common ways people have been injured from lightning, especially inside buildings. Non-corded phones like mobiles and cordless landlines are totally fine to use. Actually, electricity striking a house can run through the electrical wires, so it's best to turn off and stay away from any electrical equipment. It can run through plumbing too. You shouldn't wash dishes or use water during an electrical storm unless you're sure your house is properly grounded, as one unfortunate boy in Queensland found out in 2018 when he was electrocuted in the shower. Fun fact! The longest lightning bolt ever recorded extended over 700 kilometres. It flashed across the US states of Texas, Louisiana, and Mississippi in 2020, travelling 768 kilometres from cloud to cloud. The longest single lightning flash was in Uruguay and northern Argentina, also in 2020, and lasted for 17.1 seconds, which is enough time to take a selfie and text it to your mate. Just unplug it from the charger first. So now that you're illuminated by all these facts on lightning, you might be thinking, so what? Well, here's the thing. The vast majority of devastating bushfires across the Australian continent are ignited by lightning strikes. It's estimated that around 82% of Victoria's bushfires in the summer of 2019 and 2020 were attributable to lightning. Weather patterns like La Nina which we here in the Pacific region are experiencing for the third year in a row, can result in more moisture in the air. And some scientists estimate that there could be up to three times more lightning strikes than there are now as we experience the effects of climate change. Even more reason to spark a conversation about lightning and other weather and climate risks. For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out the Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app. And head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next time for another Huh? Science Explained.